Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Layover Podcast. I can't believe we're on episode 22, but we are finally getting into October's theme, which is family. As always, if you're not subscribed to our Thursday newsletters, which are such a treat to write for me, go to thelayover.com. And if you'd like to submit a story for this month's theme, which is family, go to thelayover.com slash submit. We have a phenomenal first story for October. So without further ado, let's get into episode 22. In episode 22, Amma shares a story about the triumphs and tribulations she faced along the quest to reconnect with her maternal family following the passing of her mother. This story moved me to tears. Amma, thank you again so much for sharing. I know I'm saying that in the beginning, but I hope you all enjoy episode 22 as much as I did. He said, we serve a happy God, so make sure you two are happy. He would often break into song, singing lyrics that no one else could hear and clapping a beat that existed only in his head. The freeness and the authority with which he spoke was powerful, intriguing. The ease with which he said, I love you, as I left, as though he'd always said it, made me want to believe it. I wasn't used to hearing those words. I felt myself relax around him, exhale a breath I had not realised I was holding. How long had I been holding it? I wanted to know more about this uncle who, until then, I had only seen through the eyes and stories of others. My cousins, although both older, became children again, as if the years without his presence caused them to regress in time for this moment. Ajaywa pulled silly faces as we bantered about high life and Afrobeats. Kweku spoke with the boyish wisdom of a son in his father's midst. We were all at peace, and a strange sense of contentment settled over us, one which was so unfamiliar to me. I started painting him into images and memories where previously he appeared as a ghost, missing from graduation pictures and family functions. While we danced at auntie's colleague's sister's cousin's <laughs> weddings, he, across the Atlantic, was sound asleep, unaware of the merriment taking place without him. But he belonged there. So I painted him into those memories anyway. I wondered how different my past would be if he were present. I tried to imagine the childhood my mother shared with this uncle. Were they close? Did they share secrets, dreams, hopes? Did she talk to him about her dreams and hopes for me? The daughter she would never see, never hold? A cold shudder embraced me as I put those thoughts aside and nodded along to the music buzzing through the speakers. For now, this would do. This moment would be enough. In the car, approaching Hounslow High Street. I mean, how much further could you get from Ghana, right? But until then, that was the closest I had ever been. This moment, this brief moment, this moment filled with music and smiles and laughter and nodding 
This moment felt like home. This moment felt like family. One day, I would return to Ghana. I would return to home. I would return to family. Can you return to a place you've never been? I would return to the home of my mother, the woman I never saw, never held. I would hear the words and the sound of music blazing on every street corner, like a hymn calling us to prayer. And I would remember my uncle's advice to enjoy. (laughs) I had always imagined my return. I imagined going to the compound where my mother had played as a child. I imagined stepping into her room as she sought sanctuary. Landline in hand as a young woman, giggling, gossiping with her girlfriends. I imagined my grandmother awaiting my return. All my life I had heard that she would not be laid to rest until she saw me. The daughter of her daughter. You can't see her. I was told. You would break her heart. I was told. If you go alone, she will think we have abandoned you. I was told. You, you cannot understand it. I was told. You're even too Western. I was told. But this is our culture and our tradition and you will respect it. I was told. "Mm, We should go anyway. I mean, who cares about all of that? You don't know how long she has left. You need to see her. My girl my sister friend, my best friend, my sweet Aaliyah. She said this to me for the three months we were planning our trip. She said this to me every day for 10 days while we were in Ghana. And every now and again, she'll say in passing, you need to go to Ghana. You need to meet your grandmother. She would be heartbroken. If she doesn't want to see me, it's fine. It's fine. I thought about my mother that entire trip. The one I never saw, never held. I thought about the uncles and the aunties I would never meet, never know. They didn't want to see me. I thought about the grandparents. My grandfather had died so long ago, but my grandmother, she didn't want to see me. I thought about the fairy tale reunion, which was now no more than a rejection. I was so close to home. I was so close to family, but I was so far. I would spend the next three years stripping myself of my mother's family. I would not learn my mother's language, my mother tongue. (laughs) Why should I? I would never speak to the one I was learning it for. I moved out of the family home and why shouldn't I? I needed to heal from the emotional scars that I had been left with. I retreated so far into myself, deeper and deeper, feeling lost and alone without home, without sanctuary, without family. I created my own family. I mean, I always had. They were enough. Were they enough? Why weren't they enough? Yeah, baby, and yeah. 
Mensa, Mensa. You were told what? The king, the uncle, the brother of my mother, the one I had never seen, never held. He called me a few weeks ago. I knew the call was coming because Ajaywa had told me, she called me, she warned me. I don't usually pick up any calls from the older members of the Bonsi clan. Their voices carry trauma that I'm still trying to heal from, but I picked up this one. Amma is rubbish. I was told she didn't even know you were there. None of them did. I was told, how dare that woman say that to you? She is my sister. I love her, but that was not right. I was told. You wait, Madina, ten for this one. I was told. I remember the day I got the call. I was told. The night you were born. The night your mother passed. I was told. He pauses. I see him move the phone away from his face. I see the wiping of tears. Video calls allow no hiding of emotions. I've not heard this story before. Emma, I'm so sorry. I was told. I will call you every single week, I promise. I was told. Your grandmother asks about you every time I speak to her. I was told. You just lost your girl. Your sister friend. Your best friend. Your sweet Aaliyah. We need to fill that gap. I was told. Are you free tomorrow? Let's call her. I was told. We all love you. I was told. You are not alone. I was told. You come from many. I was told. The next morning, there was those same pauses. Those same wiping of tears because video calls allow no hiding of emotion. For the first time I saw her, the mother of my mother, the one I never saw, never held. My broken tree didn't matter. We couldn't say much through our tears. May Jehovah protect you, I was told. You are not one anymore, I was told. You have many mothers, I was told. You are not one, I was told. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 22 of the Layover Podcast. To find more from Ama, you can find her on Instagram at instagram.com slash Noir Renaissance. That's N-O-I-R dot R-E-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E. And on Twitter at Noir Renaissance with no dot, all one word. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and continuing to support the podcast as well as the newsletter. If you want to submit a story for this month, please go to layover.com slash submit. We're off to a phenomenal start. And of course, if you want to sign up for the newsletters and be the first to hear the stories, go to thelayover.com. If you like the podcast or the newsletter, share, subscribe, like, comment. It helps so much with continuing to share these stories and do this work. We will see you all next week.